It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. America Radio. Like radio. opinion and a little irreverence from both sides of the 49th parallel this is american uck radio with mike phillip welcome back to american uck radio on mojo 50 on the world broadcast network this is mike phillip Got a great show for you today. Uh, absolutely excellent guest in hour two, Mr. Ryan Hartwig, is a insider whistleblower at the company known as Facebook. You got that book face? He's going to be talking about a uh, litany of issues. The uh, president's lawsuit against the tech companies. We're going to get into it all uh, in the second segment of hour two of American Arc Radio. Uh, by, uh, uh, Kamala Harris, the imposter vice president, is a Bible scholar, it turns out. Uh, so we're going to have a, a, a Bible study with uh, Vice President Harris. Now, before we get into it today, I have to deliver a very special message. Miss Brienne. I would like you to take a little bit of time and stop what you're doing. Uh, whether you're combing through my social media or uh, going through old shows looking for dirt that you can use to uh, destroy my life or, or, or hurt me or somebody that I love, I know who you are. I know what you're capable of. But you need to know something about me. I belong to a kingdom 
that has ultimate authority over anything that goes on in the realm of mankind. And this ultimate authority is looking at you right now. Now, I want you to consider your next course of action extremely carefully. You are either going to do what you do and try to vanquish me, as you have done to your perceived enemies in the past and destroy my life or somebody that I love. But it's not going to go the way that you think this time. I myself... I'm not going to call the Cyber Crimes Division. I'm not going to lawyer up. I'm not going to do any of that because it's all been tried. And even Britney Spears, with all of her money and power and fame, could not stop your attacks. And so it's going to be different this time, though, because I'm going to give it over to the ultimate decision maker. And if you do not stop what you're doing to uh, your plans for me or anybody else, you will be destroyed by your own hand. No man is going to come after you. No man is going to do anything. This is being handed over to a higher authority. You have two choices. You can receive mercy. You can be forgiven. You can can have a rest from that spirit that torments you every night. You can have rest from your life's work of destroying people, where you feel that that is your only respite from the pain that you feel every single day and the misery and the torment in your mind. Or you can proceed. I take no pleasure in delivering this message to you, and I will pray for you. Because your creator is not willing that any should perish, but that all should be saved. Brianne, do the right thing. Don't destroy yourself. You have been warned. This is very serious. And... Just like a United States ambassador can call in an airstrike, that is what you're messing with with me. Proceed carefully. Do what you do. All right? Well, we've got a great show lined up for everybody today. Like I mentioned, we're going to be having this uh, Big Tech Insider come on. I was contacted by Mr. Tom Quiggin this morning, and Tom is a great guy. He wants to come on to talk about the Great Reset. 
Uh, he actually asked me if he could have a time slot on Friday. And uh, you know me. You know me. I don't like to talk about news on Fridays. But you know what? We are Right now, the plan is to do half Rock Friday, half Tom Quiggin on American Rock Radio. If another... Uh, if another uh, interview comes up, then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll decide from there. The situation's fluid. Okay. Unlike your gender, which is not. (laughs) And, uh, I, I just want to say something right off the bat here. Uh, good job, Sweden. For beating the uh, American women's soccer team. That is something that I never, ever thought that I would say in my life. A lot of firsts happening today, but uh, let's launch this show. Loading program. Please stand by. So before we get into our first story here today, I want to bring up uh, something that, that, that we talk about on a regular basis. I, I talk about medical tyranny a lot, and uh, I talk about how uh, allopathic reductionists will kill you because the medical system that you have grown up with your whole life is a giant death cult, and like any cult... It requires sacrifice, okay? And so uh, we had a story just this morning. A listener in Alabama told me about a Vietnam vet that used to come and have a visit with him. And he got uh, had a, a, a health condition arise that wasn't that bad. Went to an MD and within six months was dead. This is serious. When we talk about medical tyranny, we're not joking around. I'm not playing games. Okay? That man was sacrificed on the altar of the medical cult. It is a cult. You have to have faith to believe in it. Even when people die from it all around you, you have to have faith when you go back to it, when they've hurt you before, when they've put you on drugs that they know will cause death and destruction 
and poverty. You have a listener in South Dakota. She posted a picture of herself in the American Act Radio rebooted chat room. And I just, I, I, I said, you look beautiful. I cannot believe the changes that have happened in you. And she did a little write-up about what has happened since she was exposed to Dr. Peter Glidden through American Oc Radio and the 90 essential nutrients, 60 minerals, 16 vitamins, 12 amino and 2 fatty acids. And this is her story. Listen to this. It's very condensed. In 2007, had a private disability insurance policy. Applied for disability. It was approved. Part of their condition was that I had to apply for social security disability. To my surprise, it was approved two short months later. Do you have any idea how rare that is? And on a side note, this is Mike Phillip. This woman had an unseen, invisible hand guiding her. So, on SSD, until reached, until reaching full retirement age last year, in September 2019, started on the 90 essential nutrients recommended by Dr. Peter Glidden, N.D., otherwise known as Captain Fantastic, and Mike Phillip. On a lesser note, in January of 2020, I stopped eating the foods that are on the bad food list Dr. Glidden has posted on YouTube. Short story is I have lost 70 pounds. I am off all prescriptions Now, working at a restaurant as a server, which is a physically demanding job. Could not do that two years ago. Also using Kratom. And have added a few additional additional supplements. Is it expensive? Maybe. But what is your health worth? That is my story. Ladies and gentlemen, you do not have to be sick all the time. There is a loving God in heaven that has made you to function normally. Whether it is through Dr. Peter Glidden or the advice of Mike Phillip, or if he just decides to heal you, he can do it. Praise the Lord. And that is what I live for. It's what I live for. I love hearing those stories. That is when I have won the Stanley Cup. Mike Phillip, when he hears that somebody has taken advice and lost weight and gotten off of dangerous prescriptions that kill and maim for the medical cult, That's a big win for me. And it can be a big win for you. 
I have given a lot of uh, information out on this show. And see, here's the rub. I know that it works. I know that the methods are effective. I have a basic understanding of how it works. But I understand that people listening to the show don't know what I know and have not seen what I have seen. And so when I give advice and uh, tell people to part with their hard-earned money, there is a certain level of trust that they are putting in me. They are going by my word. And I have seen several over the years start off and quit prematurely because they did not get what they wanted 10 minutes after taking a pill. This is not that kind of thing. This is, this. Is, look, the, the medical cult wants you to have faith in the lie that you can take something and be fixed in under two minutes. That is not how reality works. You have to give it time. Healing does not happen overnight. It takes time. You have to have patience. The medical cult wants to tell you supplements don't work. Why? Well, because we did a test where we gave somebody vitamin D and their heart didn't get better. I used to cover these tests all the time on uh, the uh, Tactical Health Podcast with Dr. Peter Glidden. And I would bring him this test. Yeah, we gave people vitamin D for uh, a month straight. And, and, and I couldn't believe it. I, the doctor involved in the test said, I, I thought there would be some benefit. And Dr. Glidden would say, you knuckleheads. I am an expert on nutrients and I don't give people vitamin D to lower blood pressure. You don't know what you're doing. And so people hear that, and they go back to the cult. It's some drugs. So you can overcome. 900 different chronic pain and disease issues by following the right advice. How do you avoid legal issues with that? Well, you don't uh, say that a supplement can cure a specific condition. But what you can say legally is that You can support and promote the healthy function of your heart or your blood sugar. There is no law against that. Head over to 
Glidden.healthcare. Or go to AmericanUckRadio.com. That's American U-C-K Radio. Dot com. Hit the store button. Contact me. AmericanUckRadio at gmail.com. I will talk to you. I will have a personal conversation with you. I used to do this. I was one of about six people around the planet that ran a 1-800 number for Dr. Glidden. I've seen this work many, many times. More importantly, ask your creator to grant you the miracle of healing. He loves you. He wants to give it to you. He'll do it. He will do it. So, the first 25 minutes, 20 minutes of this show, we have uh, issued a warning. We have given a message of hope. And uh, that's how we roll around here, man. Call it the roller coaster. <laughs> I got a story here that was sent to me by uh, a man named Josh in Tennessee. Tennessee Josh, thanks for the story. I'll tell you what, let's get into it here, everybody. Oh, how I love Alberta. I do. I I love this land. It's such a beautiful and bountiful place. And uh, it would be just a fantastic, absolutely magnificent, uh, (laughs) magnificent state. Magnificent. There you go. England Hospital won't release two-year-old American citizen. Doctors want to kill her. The medical cult requires another sacrifice. This was originally posted at Red Voice Media. We're going to throw it up at uh, AmericanHuckRadio.com. Does American citizenship mean anything? If your child gets sick and is admitted into a hospital in the UK, I'm very sorry, mom and dad, but you you gave your, your child to the cult. Hospitals in England who practice their sucky socialist medicine and decide to kill the child of a parent who 
holds U.S. and Israeli citizenship. Little two-year-old Alta Fixler suffered brain damage at birth and has been on life support her entire life. Yeah. See, that's another thing that you need to know. All you expecting mothers out there, or if you are a father and your wife is expecting, or you have a friend that is expecting or has a wife that is, you need to have them listen to this show. For you see that baby inside mom growing is being built out of material from a mechanical engineering standpoint, you have to have raw material to build something. Go, if you will, and build a house without any lumber or nails or plaster or $6 million sheets of plywood. Let me know how it goes. Conversely, Uh, That baby is going to be stealing minerals from the expected mother because they have got to come from somewhere. Do not allow this to happen to your family, Dad. What I'm telling you is very important right now. You need to be neutrified if you're going to have a baby. And the women that I know that have followed this course of action. Several things that we've noticed. The delivery goes better than expected and faster. And number two, when the child is born, they usually are top of their class as they grow. Usually extremely talented with a musical instrument or a sport or all things they put their hand to, they are very good at. Because they started off their life running on all cylinders. Am I blaming these people? No, I'm not. I'm not. They're a victim of faith in a cult. They moved to England five years ago so that they could live near Alta's grandparents. Alta was born in England during that time. The physicians at the Royal Manchester Children's Hospital, where Alta is cared for, want to pull the plug on her because they say she has no conscious awareness. The courts now have backed up the hospital's decision. The courts that are there to protect life, liberty, and property. The doctors who have sworn an oath that is now meaningless. This is how successful the medical cult is. We need to murder your child. Uh, It's just business. Nothing personal. Hope you understand. We're so good at our job that we uh, we have to mercifully kill a child. 
which was born damaged under our watch. No doubt this woman went to doctor's appointments, had ultrasounds, and uh, this is the result. The parents, as expected, are not happy and want the hospital and the British government to release their child to them so that they can pursue treatment and care in America or Israel. And, and, and do you want, you want to know what the rub is? <laughs> I'm guessing. I don't know this for certain, but I'm guessing that these people are going to take that child to the exact same profession that wants to kill it in the UK. By the way, did you know that they were using aborted fetal tissue to keep the furnace going? Google it. Google it. What did I tell you? They're a cult. And cults don't work if you don't have faith. You have to believe you're getting the best. Lucky for them, Democrat Senator Chuck Schumer is finally on the right side of an issue for a change. <laughs> oh, man, these, these guys are lucky. Lucky Chucky is on the scene, baby. He's trying to help them get back to the USA. He has secured them a visa. Doctors here in Israel have offered to care for little Ulta. There's no reason for the hospital not to release the girl to her parents. <laughs> yeah, who owns her? Do you own your children? When I say my son, that implies ownership. When my son Elias was very small, Going to school, I got a letter from the health unit, or from well, from the school. There was a permission slip. They said it, uh, we, we want to give him a, a vaccination, and uh, we just require you to sign here. I wrote on it, no. I gave it to my son, and I told him, "You take this back and give it to them." I got a phone call. Oh, hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. This is the school. Yeah, we're just we're wondering why you don't want your son to have this very good thing uh, from the cult, from the Fauci's of the world. I said, I don't want my son taking that. And I said, no, and no means no. And I don't understand how you have a problem with it. End of story. And I hung up. Then the health unit phones me. Hi, Mr. Phillip. We understand that you believe stupid things. We understand that you are not down with the cult. We uh, understand that you are you're lacking in your faith, Mr. Philip. You're an awful dad. Keeping this revolutionary treatment that is all but you have an eternal life. That conversation went the same way. 
I just said, no, that's not happening. Schumer went on to say, her father's an American citizen, and we are going to keep fighting until she's allowed to come. Her life is at stake, and she's a beautiful two-year-old little girl. I'll tell you what. Navy SEALs should be rappelling into that helicopter uh, from, from to the roof. That They're going to murder a U.S. citizen. Life is at stake, Schumer said. She's a beautiful two-year-old little girl. Republican senators have written to President Biden to intervene, but have heard nothing. (laughs) Crickets from President Disaster. Probably eating an ice cream cone. Alta's father says the doctors don't think she has quality of life, but I think she does. Too bad there, Dad. Hey, 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 you're just her father. You're an idiot. You need to get out of the way. Do you understand that we have to kill this child? Don't you get it? Withdrawing life support is also not permitted in the traditional readings of the Jewish law. Violate the strong Hasidic Jewish beliefs of the parents, but to the hospital in England, Alta is a problem. And uh, you know what you do with problems. That's why pencils have erasers, right? You know, the parents just don't get it. Okay? People in England have free health care. You want to upset the cart? Besides, she's just a hunk of dead skin and, and fetal tissue. Probably nurses in that hospital that just grit their teeth even thinking they have to go and check the life support. Haven't we killed this baby yet? Like, uh, how long is this going to go on? I could be in the staff room watching my phone. I could be producing a dancing nurse TikTok video. I'm a hero, and I'm overworked, and now i got to look after this thing. We have to go to a commercial break for our sponsors and some of the shows on Mojo 5.0 and the World Broadcast Network. Stick around. American Oc Radio will be back after this. Next time you get a health issue, you just think about what I just said. from the UK. I do a show called Sunday Long Live Radio. It's live every Sunday of the year, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, early one in the US, 10 a.m. UK, 
eggs and bacon time perfect for me. We do a five-hour show and I bring different hosts in called Agents of Freedom from different parts of the world to keep you guys entertained on a Sunday and find out what's going on around the globe. Come and join me. Type in your browser, WBN324.com. Click Listen to Sunday Long Live and I'll see you there. Recently discovered in a small subsection of the Green New Deal, the United States Air Force is moving away from conventional explosive ordnance. Being considered to replace these terrible weapons are more ecologically friendly weapons, such as cat coolers, to be used like anvils in a Wile E. Coyote cartoon. Recently declassified audio from deep inside Cheyenne Mountain. Genital, come quick. The Chinese have taken over the island beachhead. What should we do? Release the cat coolers! The first cat cooler dropped, activated a volcano on impact. The cooler still has ice in it and was used as a life raft by 26 island refugees. China has signaled their unconditional surrender, and it is anticipated that the cat cooler will never again be used in such a destructive way. What? China surrendered, G.I. Joe! No more drop a cat cooler! No coolers were harmed in the making of this ad, but the island is a total loss. Cat coolers does not recommend dropping coolers from planes, but the video is really cool, and it's still illegal to smuggle cat a cat. Catcoolers.com. Catcoolers.com. G'day, mates. Tech Roo here, on location in Australia, in search of a rare and elusive wild hare. Most think you would find him when the sun don't shine, but we will find him right here in this primitive Aboriginal outback. I would never consider an excursion like this without my Patriot Supply Survivor gear in my pouch. No, not that pouch. I don't have a pouch. In my backpack. Besides the four-week emergency food supply kit that's back at home from preparewithmojo50.com, I've got an emergency blanket, my one-size-fits-all poncho, my snake bite kit, and my Alexa Pure Survival Spring Straw. Crikey, there's the wall here now. Ain't he a beaut? What's up, Dad? Find some great deals at preparewithmojo50.com. support no problem just type in your browser wbn324.com and hit the instant support icon we cover everything from advice talkthroughs privacy concerns security and safety concerns should i shouldn't i concerns you name it we cover it with worldwide coverage and a one-off paypal payment we are all yours and it's instant service when you need it. Just type in WBN324.com and let's fix them. Welcome back to American Ock Radio on Mojo 5 This is Mike Phillip. 
If you're listening on the World Broadcast Network, that's okay too. <laughs> they all want your 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 words, your speech. It's very important. You must confess. Say her name. Every knee shall bow. Tongue confess. Why is it so important that you say it? Why do they want your language, your acknowledgement, and your mind behind it? California Appeals Court has ruled that a state law requiring nursing home staff to refer to transgender residents by their preferred pronouns violates the First Amendment. I'm not joking. Nursing home staff. Transgender residents. These people are in their 80s and 90s. These people are at the end of their life. You could look at it a couple of ways. You could just say, well, whatever. Give them what they want. They're going to die soon. But some people have a problem with that. Myself, it's because the very first thing that God wanted me to know that he had Moses write when he penned the book of Genesis is that male and female made he them. You're not going to hear me playing stupid games and uh, pretending that there are more than that. I am an adult. I don't suffer foolishness gladly. The court said the pronoun provision was a content-based restriction on speech. that runs afoul of the Constitution because it compels nursing home staff to communicate a message they may not wish to convey. What? That's a pretty good ruling, I got to say. You know how many times I've come on this show in the last pff, however many years and said, that was a good court ruling. <laughs> not very often, let me just tell you right now. It just doesn't seem to come up anymore. All right? The pronoun provision at issue here tests the limits, the government's authority to restrict pure speech. That, while potentially offensive or harassing to the listener, does not necessarily create a hostile environment, the court ruled this month. You want to see how much freedom of speech you have? Go and publicly uh, make a claim that vitamin C cures scurvy while selling vitamin C. See what happens. Just see what happens. Make a big deal out of it. Judge Elena J. Duarte wrote the opinion. The court upheld the part of the law 
that allows transgender residents to have room assignments based on their preferred gender identity. See, I, I, I was always told that the older people get, the smarter they are. I was taught when I was a kid that usually if somebody's older, they have wisdom and you should respect them. I don't see a lot of evidence of that. I routinely see people in their 60s and 70s as I go about my day that have faith in what the cult told them that if they wear a mask, they will live longer. And they believe that I I was just buying a a set of headphones at Walmart a little while ago. And the guy in the electronics department, I, I bet you he was about 65. He was overweight. Looked like he was probably on at least five prescriptions. Wearing a mask. Me? My face was naked. Not even a mustache on this face. And he was scared to death that I would get within six feet of him. So you see... Age does not always mean wisdom. An unincorporated group taking offense had challenged part of California's health and safety code pertaining to LGBT residents at long-term care facilities. Do I believe that people who happen to be gay in a long-term care facility should be abused? No, I do not. But I also believe that they should not be in charge of how the workers speak. Legislation at issue was passed in 2017. According to court papers, taking offense consists of one California resident and taxpayer. Just one. California State Senator Scott Weiner, or Weiner, not sure, who helped pass the bill, expressed disappointment in the ruling. We pass, okay, so uh, it's Weiner. <laughs> Definitely Weiner. Uh, well, it could be Weiner, too. Uh, we passed a law protecting LGBTQ seniors. Senior. In, in nursing homes, it stops staff from deliberately misgendering trans seniors. The court struck down this one part because this harassment is simply disrespectful, discourteous, and insulting. No, it's, it's harmful erasure, Mr. Wiener Weiner tweeted out. That's that's how you get things done. You go on Twitter. That's 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 how I live my life. I don't uh I consult with Twitter every single morning. You know? That's what you have to do. 
It, it's like a, a crystal ball. Like a, like a uh, an idol. Yes, an idol. And uh, you have to give it a certain amount of time every day. Right? You got to pay homage. And if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, it will promise you that you will live forever. One wonderful thing that would be, isn't it? Huh? Speaking of faith in the system, uh, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro is somebody that uh, thinks that if he wears a yarmulke, that it gives him automatic credibility uh, as to be seen as one who has desired to be wise. Go ahead and wear all the goofy little hats you want. You are who you are. Ben Shapiro, uh, since his days at World Net Daily with Joseph Farah and uh, Jerome Corsi, has been what I call a chicken hawk. You know the type. Hadn't seen a war that America should not get into, but won't pick up a rifle or a parachute. You know what I'm talking about. Ben Shapiro was given Michael Savage's coveted radio time slot. It was believed that uh, it would be a a, a flawless, seamless transfer. And that Ben Shapiro would be the guy that would decide what the issues at stake are to be talked about. I heard Ron and Brad this morning on the Daily Mojo talking about, it turns out now, this kidnapping plot against Governor Gretchen Whitmer, affectionately known as the Wicked Witch of Michigan, turns out that there was more FBI agents than anybody, and that if there were no FBI involvement, there wouldn't have been no kidnapping plot. You know, if if you want to find a KKK, if you want to find if you want to find feds, go find out where a white supremacist or KKK rally is going on. If you want to find feds, and a, a, a rally for Ku Klux Klan will be full of them. And they'll most likely be from different agencies and not know and sniffing each other out. Literally, in some cases. And Ben, the chicken hawk, Shapiro, who we should all trust because he was given Michael Savage's radio slot. He earned it. I trust him. He got a yarmulke on. Duh. When I'm when I'm going to give a speech, I, I wear a mortarboard. You know those little flat hats with the rope hanging down you get when you graduate? It it automatically boosts my IQ 
by about 50 points, just putting on the mortarboard. But Ben, the Rabbi Shapiro, took to Twitter last night. <laughs> That's why Peyton, our web guy in Seattle, says, I prefer to get my news from men who actually look like they have completed puberty. Yeah. You're thinking of the same guy I am. He took to Twitter last night, and he tweeted out this story about the FBI agents that were plotting to kidnap the governor of Michigan. And he said, what? Like, whatever. Like, I can't totally believe it. Job bent. And I had to reply. I just had to. (laughs) I had to. I said, hey, Ben. (laughs) Welcome to a little thing that I like to call reality. What do you think of it? Uh, How you liking that, all, all the reality there, Ben? How many times? Dude. (laughs) Hey. Remember the first World Trade Center bombing? I bet I bet a lot of you don't. I bet a lot of you don't. The first time the World Trade Center was attacked, it was a truck bomb in the basement. The would-be terrorist did not park the truck close enough to the main support column that would have brought the building down. Unbeknownst to the FBI handler that was overseeing the operation, he was recording all of their calls. I have not been able to find them. I remember them being played on the Alex Jones show, of all things. Oh, oh, but planning a fake kidnapping of a governor? They would never do that. They wouldn't do that. Would they? Like, what? You know, it's time to grow up. Grow up. He had all of the calls recorded. They supplied him with the explosives. They directed him in every way. Hey, how about the shoe bomber? Remember him? What about the potential Christmas tree bombing in Seattle? Do you remember that? All FBI handlers, what they did was they went online and they found mentally unstable people that they could set up. You know why? Because in order to keep the faith in the cult, you have to have a sacrifice. Do you dig it? You understand? 
and all of you feds listening to my phone calls, going through my text messages and my emails, I got a warning for you. You are being watched. There is a superior authority that is well aware of everything that you are doing. You have two choices. Just like the ultimatum I gave at the beginning of the show. You're getting the same one. American Ock Radio is going to hour two. We're going to have a Bible study with the vice president. And then we got a Facebook insider whistleblower guest coming up in hour two of American Ock Radio on Mojo 5 in the broadcast network, world broadcast network, WBM 324. Stick around, everybody. Hour two is coming. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5-0. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says Republicans are prepared to block a procedural vote on the infrastructure deal brokered with President Biden. Today, the Democratic leader appears uh, to be intent on calling a vote. He knows will fail. Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer scheduling a procedural vote that he described as a step to get the ball rolling as talks progress. Echoing Senator McConnell, Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton also predicts the bill will fail. Capitol Hill correspondent Bob Agnew reports. Senator Cotton says Majority Leader Schumer is headed for defeat. Not only is he not going to get votes on a bill that's not even finished yet and certainly hasn't been evaluated for its budgetary impacts, Um, But he's irritating a lot of his own members. By pushing the envelope, Cotton says, with a price tag that's too high for most Republicans and many Democrats. I think Schumer's going to fail here, and I think it's going to backfire on him as well for the rest of this agenda. Cotton says senators should take more time to complete the bill in what he calls a deliberate and thoughtful fashion. Bob Agnew reporting. Also at townhall.com, President Biden's town hall meeting tonight at a Catholic university in Ohio has upset some Catholics and pro-life advocates. White House correspondent Greg Cluxton. Has more. The president will answer questions from local residents in a televised event from Mount St. Joseph University in Cincinnati. Ahead of tonight's town hall, the area's bishop and pro-life advocates have criticized the Catholic school for hosting the event. Mr. Biden is a devout Catholic and regular churchgoer, but he has drawn the ire of some Roman Catholic bishops by supporting same-sex marriage and abortion rights. The university says the event will proceed as planned. Greg Clugston. Washington. Stocks are moving higher for a second day, continuing to recover following that sharp drop at the beginning of the week. The Dow is up 251 points. The Nasdaq 92 points higher. More at townhall.com. We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio.
Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. Hey. Hey. What? What? That music, where's it coming from? Oh, that. Every time I open a red, white, or blue bag of American Pride Roasters Betsy Ross blend, that happens. See? Wow, how does it do that? I don't know, but... Whoa, that almost poked my eye out. Oh, forgot to warn you about the flag. Cool, huh? Anyway... In honor of Independence Day, American Pride Roasters is offering red and white bags of the Betsy Ross for $17.76 and the blue bag for $8 more. Only through the end of July, so hurry and order. Ha! So what's next? Fireworks? Ooh. AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Historically great coffee. Supply chain disruptions, shortages, panic buying. Unfortunately, they've all become facts of life in 2021. The good news is you have preparewithmojo50.com. Not only will you find emergency food supplies, also water filtration, air filtration, all sorts of other tools. Preparewithmojo50.com. If you want to keep food on the table, if you just want to maintain some sense of normalcy, preparewithmojo50.com is the answer. Welcome back to American Oc Radio on Mojo 50 in the World Broadcast Network. This is Mike Phillip coming at you live from the 51st. Coming up in segment two of the second hour, Ryan Hartwig, Big Tech Insider. He's got a new book, and uh, he's a very knowledgeable guy. Reached out to me about a Bucks game last night. Well, I didn't know anything about that, but I did know. That I needed to fill a half an hour. <laughs> and so I said, Ryan, hey, buddy, <laughs> what are you doing today? And he was uh, most gracious. Uh, he, he's taking an early lunch break in order to be with you here on American Uck Radio today. So you just appreciate the sacrifice that man made for you. President Harris, Vice President Harris, Junior Vice President Kamala Harris has a message. She's a uh, she's a Bible scholar now, and and I I want to I want to drill down on this. I really do. I want to drill down on this because uh, what what she had to say uh, most is very important. Okay? It's very important. You need to know this. Vice President Bible Scholar uh, was quoting Scripture. And, uh, <laughs> well, you know what? Let's, let's let Vice President Rabbi Harris tell you herself. I do believe that the act of getting vaccinated is the very essence the very essence of what the Bible tells us when it says, love thy neighbor. Wow. 
right? Because what we know is, one can ask, well, who is one's neighbor? Is it the person who lives to my left, lives to my right? I know them, may borrow a cup of sugar, right? Um, but what we know it means when we talk about love thy neighbor is that, yes, it may be the person next door. That's deep. And it may be the man on the side of the road. Profound even. And it may be a perfect stranger. Wow. And in the face of that stranger, you see a friend. I got tears. That's what this is about. And so by getting vaccinated, you are loving your neighbor. All right. All right. Thank you for that. I, uh, I have a sudden urge to repent, to change my ways. Thank you. Thank you so much, Camilla. <laughs> that was beautiful. Now, on the flip side of that, she was actually quoting a couple verses. And I think it's only fair to Vice President Rabbi Harris that we drill down into this. Now, I don't often use Google, but once in a while I do. And I'm going to do it right now. And because uh, I don't have the verse on the tip of my tongue. Ugh. Harris and tip of your tongue in the same conversation. Uh Google. And Jesus said, the most important commandment is, hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one Lord. Go. Mark 12, 29. All right. Let's go to Mark 12, 29. I have my King James Bible right here. Mark 12, 29. Let's see what... what what Rabbi Harris was quoting. Hmm? Ah, here it is. I got it. It was, it was no problem at all. We're going to start at 28. One of the scribes, one of the Pharisees, came and having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of them all. The biggest one. He quoted what Jews call the Shiva. Deuteronomy 6.4, I believe it is. I think. Somebody go look that up. Deuteronomy 6.4. And uh, if, if you correct me, that's fine. Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. And the scribe, I, I actually don't know that he was a Pharisee, I just said that, uh, said unto him, Well, Master, thou hast said the truth, for there is one God, and there is none other but he. And to love him with all the heart and all the understanding, with all the soul, 
and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he answered discreetly, he said unto him, Thou art not far from the kingdom of God. And no man after that durst ask him any question. So there you go. Now, if you go back, let's see if I was right. Let's test out my knowledge here. Deuteronomy 6.4. Pretty sure that's what it is. Oh, look at that. Deuteronomy 6.4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, all thy soul, all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And you shall talk of them when thou sittest down in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand. They shall be as frontlets between thine eyes, and thou shalt write them upon the posts of thy house and on thy gate. You hear that? One God. One spirit, the father of all things. They didn't know it, but they were looking at him. And so Kamala Harris, we're going to forgive her just a little bit here, okay? Because the second commandment, love thy neighbor, is just about as important as the fact that there is only one God. That was the one thing that distinguished Israel from all the nations around them. Pagan nations believed that there was more than one God. There was gods of carpentry, gods of war, gods that ran around playing little tricks on people, like like Loki on the Thor movies. But the one thing that separated Israel was that they had knowledge given to them that there is only one. Always was, always will be. Now, I I don't know about you, but I'm thankful to Rabbi Harris for pointing that out. See, now what they did not know was that taking a vaccine was part of that. And, you know, Jesus lived 2,000 years ago. It's, uh, you know, you can, you can forgive him for being a little ignorant of that fact, huh? It was, about, it was about vaccines. Always was, right? It was about the wise guy in chief. Fauci. Speaking of vaccines, you've heard about the wonderful free healthcare system in Canada? <laughs> well, guess what? Guess what? Canada's wait times for healthcare are huge. Activists blame free markets. <laughs>
feel you're experiencing vital bouts of megalomania. Don't worry, it's nothing to be afraid of. You have friends. We're here to help you. Oh, if only we had more free health care. Pope talked about it. Remember uh, just a little while ago, the Pope made an address from a hospital balcony where he said, um, you know, essentially what, what, what Kamala Harris, uh, Rabbi Harris said. If you love your neighbor, you'll get a vaccine. For the past 16 months, headlines have been broadcast across our televisions, cautioning, uh, cautioning us that the elderly and vulnerable populations are most at risk of the life-threatening COVID-19 virus if we do not stop the spread. Despite the preventative measures, long-term care homes have been hit hardest by the pandemic. Why, in Ontario, of the approximately 9,000 deaths in the province, 41% occurred in these homes. The public response to the tragedy has become a growing outcry to nationalize or rather have the provinces make all the residences publicly funded and controlled. That is an awesome idea. That is a great idea. Worst part of this rallying cry, noble as it may be, is the assumption that long-term care homes are private to begin with. In reality, the only thing private about these homes is their name. The homes are almost entirely funded by the provinces. My mother worked in one for 40 years. Well, not one, several. The rest of the cost highly regulated. Doomed from the start, it is no wonder that these institutions collapse under the slightest amount of external pressure. When one says that a business is private, it conjures images of free enterprise and entrepreneurship. Even if that is not the first picture that comes to mind, one likely imagines that the consumer, or in this case, the patient, pays for the service. The unfortunate side effect is that people also think the greedy capitalist murdered my granny. Those who think this way are the folks that wish to gallop down the trail to full public ownership. While one can understand the sentiment, sentiment, the basis of the outcry is flawed at best. Uh, uh, We'll get into at worst. That's got to be done. In the April 2020 budget, the Ontario government spent $5.76 billion, with a B, dollars on these homes. This egregious sum of money goes toward all medical staff and supplies, recreation programs, support services, and even the groceries purchased for the home. Price charged to the residents is effectively an administration fee and covers non-medical support staff as well. The catch to the cost is that the provinces or the province sets maximum levels for these fees, essentially regulating what extras the home can and cannot afford. At most, these homes are allowed to charge $80 a day for a long-term private room, and it should be evident that although LTC homes are owned by private entities, they are hardly private in the economic sense, with the government picking up most of the tab, regulating the rest. The New Democrat Party, 
or NDP or Communist Party. Let's call it what it is. They, uh, the NDP is the Communist Party of Canada. Uh, well, I mean, you could argue that the Liberal Party of Canada is equally as communist. But I, I think that the NDP just goes a little further. Just a little. And uh, it, 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 it's competition, right? I am far greener than thou art. Uh, Peyton, I just sent you this article. It's in your email. You can get it up on AmericanOcRadio.com. The NDP of Ontario has put together a plan to end for-profit health care. Still, they really have to ask themselves if the government is already paying for all the medical care and controlling the rest of the system. How will more government control make this better? <laughs> How dare you? Although, the answer is that no amount of further intervention could make it better. And it's best to examine why. Whereas they say in Quebec... Pourquoi? Like all central planning, the NDP's plan and public health care in general face the economic calculation problem and knowledge problem hanging over them like the sword of Damocles. The problems that we see with the long-term care homes, such as lack of beds, long wait lists, shortage of nurse, and overall lackluster patient care are the exact same problems that plague the rest of public health care in Ontario and Canada in general. Uh, when my mother worked in long-term care, Albertans voted in a NDP government to punish the conservatives who had gotten fat and believed that they had uh, ownership of Alberta because they'd been in power for 43 years. And what they did was came in with a list of proposals that the the, the, the family of the residents got to determine their care. So the already stretched thin working staff of these long-term care homes all of a sudden had a different program for each resident with the family breathing down their neck. And who could blame them? They want to make sure that their mom gets the best care. But what happened was that the staff was short and had an increased workload. You get the idea. You get the idea. Now, Ontario wait times from the initial doctor's visit to treatment are approximately 17.4 weeks. If you get a brain tumor in Canada, you better hope it does not expand very much over a year. Because that's probably how long you're going to wait before you get a surgery. Best to get on some good nutrients now, hey? AmericanHackRadio.com. Hit the store button. Uh, and, and that also happens to be the shortest wait time in Canada. When one considers that Canada has the worst wait times out of all countries in the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development, or the OECD, the situation is dire. But, you know, believe the cult, right? Further, it is significant to note that Canada is the only OECD country with a 100% public health care system. 
As the government has no competition, there are no price signals in the market. Without these signals, no economic calculation can occur. Are you digging me so far? And thus, no optimum can ever be attained. Excuse me. If the goal is to make these LTC homes better, why hand the system over to a government that clearly cannot run a lemonade stand, much less the healthcare sector they already control? Duh! Duh! If 100% public control doesn't work for primary health care, how could it ever improve the standards for long-term care facilities? I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll wait while you come up with that. Email your answers. AmericanHockRadio at gmail.com. Andrea Horvath, the leader of the Ontario NDP and the rest of the party, have no answers for these questions in their plan, and they never will. See, that, that, that's socialism. That's communism. It sounds great. It, it sounds like it would be great if I flapped my arms really hard that I could fly. So you have to have faith. Because you've got to have a faith, the faith, the faith. Right? Uh, faith. However, that faith, if I were to jump off of a seven-story building, would not create lift under my arms. And uh, they're very, I, I, I'm not a big guy. I'm, I'm very thin. Okay? I used to work out a lot. I don't anymore. I'm healthy. I wouldn't say I'm, I'm bone rack, <laughs> like my ribs aren't sticking out, but I'm a thin guy. So, you know, we got these questions. Do you want to put on this system? They don't have answers to the questions, but they don't care. You know why? Because it sounds great. Now, we know rent control and subsidies distort equilibrium for the worse, reducing overall welfare and inevitably harming more people than it helps. This is, in effect, what the government is doing for long-term care facilities. There's an enormous amount of market for safe and affordable homes. We could increase investment and competition and thus availability. Highly doubtful that any politician would develop a plan that would lead to an improvement in health care. Best way to improve long-term care homes is for the government to stop planning and stop paying and stop interfering sad reality is that no politician would sacrifice their votes in favor of a real solution do you know why because the cult members would freak out freak out i remember when there was a debate here in alberta about uh Opening up private health care facilities. Right? And here was the debate. You can keep your government health care. Right? But you have the option to pay for your own. 
if you have the money. And what this would do would alleviate pressure on the public system. Right? Because that's what people with money do anyway. They fly down to the United States or Mexico to get treatment for different things. They don't wait seven months to get a brain tumor removed. You think that people in the NHL wait to get treatment? No! Think politicians, if they need a surgery and that, that will save their life in under four days, you think they sit and wait on the public system that we do? Well, not me. No! They go get it. You know what the argument was reduced to? We will not have a two-tier healthcare system where the rich get the best treatment and the poor are left in the uh, infernal government-run free one. And uh, that argument won. And so the healthcare system is falling apart, bankrupting provinces. We're being told that you have to wear a mask, social distance, and get a vaccine to save the healthcare system. But you can take warm solace in the fact that you do not have a two-tier health care system. Congratulations. You know what we're going to do? We're going to go to our commercial break a little bit early so I can go call up our guest. We'll be back talking big tech censorship and the battle for freedom, which also plays on Mojo 5.0, hosted by Watson Prunier every single morning. Too early for me to listen to. Be back. Taking on big tech right after this on American Act Radio on Mojo 5.0. Bowen from the UK. I do a show called Sunday Long Live Radio. It's live every Sunday of the year, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, early one in the US, 10 a.m. UK, eggs and bacon time, perfect for me. We do a five-hour show and I bring different hosts in called Agents of Freedom from different parts of the world to keep you guys entertained on a Sunday and find out what's going on around the globe. Come and join me. Type in your browser, WBN324.com. Click listen to Sunday Long Live and I'll see you there. Recently discovered in a small subsection of the Green New Deal, the United States Air Force is moving away from conventional explosive ordnance. Being considered to replace these terrible weapons are more ecologically friendly weapons, such as cat coolers, to be used like anvils in a wily e. Coyote cartoon. Recently declassified audio from deep inside Cheyenne Mountain. Tenadil, come quick. The Chinese have taken over the island beachhead. What should we do? Release the cat coolers! The first cat cooler dropped, activated a 
volcano on impact. The cooler still has ice in it and was used as a life raft by 26 island refugees. China has signaled their unconditional surrender, and it is anticipated that the cat cooler will never again be used in such a destructive way. What? China surrendered, G.I. Joe! No more drop a cat cooler! No coolers were harmed in the making of this ad, but the island is a total loss. Cat coolers does not recommend dropping coolers from planes, but the video is really cool, and it's still illegal to smuggle cat a cat. Catcoolers.com. Catcoolers.com. G'day, mates. Tech Roo here on location in Australia in search of a rare and elusive wild hare. Most think you would find him when the sun don't shine, but we will find him right here in this primitive Aboriginal outback. I would never consider an excursion like this without my Patriot Supply Survivor gear in my pouch. No, not that pouch. I don't have a pouch. In my backpack. Besides the four-week emergency food supply kit that's back at home from preparewithmojo50.com, I've got an emergency blanket, my one-size-fits-all poncho, my snake bite kit, and my Alexa Pure Survival Spring Straw. Crikey, there's a wild hair now. Ain't he a beaut? What's up, guys? Find some great deals at preparewithmojo50.com. instant tech support no problem just type in your browser wbn324.com and hit the instant support icon we cover everything from advice talk throughs privacy concerns security and safety concerns should i shouldn't i concerns you name it we cover it with worldwide coverage and a one-off paypal payment we are all yours and it's instant service when you need it. Just type in WBN324.com and let's fix them. Canuck Radio on Mojo Five O and the World Broadcast Network. Mr. Ryan Hartwig is our guest. He is the author of the new book, Behind the Mask of Facebook. He was there. He's an insider. We're going to talk about the protections or lack thereof for big tech. We're going to talk about the lawsuit that is coming up. Mr. Hartwig, welcome back to American Oak Radio. How are you? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, so so glad to be here. And uh, there's so much going on right now with big tech. And and as you said, as you mentioned, like I, I worked at Facebook for nearly two years as a content moderator. So I was one of the guys who was who was taking down posts. And uh, but as a result, I studied Facebook's internal policies for two years. But yeah, we'd, I'd love to just, you know discuss that and, and anything else coming up. 
with the, the big tech lawsuits, there's all, there's a lot to, to talk about for sure. A lot to unpack. Absolutely. A long way to go in a short time to get there, Ryan. So, uh, why don't we start with, uh, your time moderating content for Facebook? Uh, how were you trained? Were you physically, uh, going in and removing posts? Were you monitoring an algorithm? Uh, give us a brief description of what that was like and what you were looking at. What were your coworkers like? Were they happy with it? Go. Yeah. So, uh, so I started there in March of 2018 as a content moderator. So, There was a month training. We were working as a subcontractor for Facebook. So I worked for a company called Cognizant here in Phoenix, Arizona. And so we would get on our screen, we would get one job at a time. So like it it could be a post, a comment, a video, a group or a page for Facebook or Instagram. So our job was to look at it. It could be a meme. It It could be saying, you know, maybe I had a post that said, you know, keep Canadians out of the United States. And I had to determine if that violated Facebook's. Uh, hate speech policy for exclusion. Okay. And so th- that's the kind of thing I would do. So one at a time I'd get these jobs and then I would de- determine whether I delete it off the platform or whether it stays. Um, did, so I did about that about 200, 200 times a day. Did yeah. you ever face uh, seeing things that you could not unsee, uh, disturbing images that were uh, highly illegal? Let me just put it that way. Yeah, we would see that a lot. And that was a big a difficult part of the job. We had counselors on site because we. I had. I had to see you know bestiality, child pornography. Um, oh man! You, know, you name it. Beheadings, terrorist, cart- terrorist cartels. I, I would. I, I've seen it all. Yeah. Do you have a little bit of PTSD from that? I, I think so. I, I think I coped better than all of my coworkers. I definitely took advantage of the counseling on site, and then we had a phone number we could call. So fortunately, I didn't really bring much of it home with me. I know some of my other coworkers literally had to start taking like, you know, anti like anxiety meds, antidepressants, so select serotonin, and, reuptake yeah. inhibitors. Yeah, that's how they deal with uh, just about anything that they call mental illness, and it makes the problems worse yeah. inevitably. Uh, Ryan, what caused you to step out and start documenting? And uh, what, what was the moment? for you where you said not cool yeah so after about a year i'd, I'd been there i noticed about 19, 19 examples of where facebook had been like just just biased against conservatives so the thing that the the the, the uh breaking point for me was in the summer of 2018 there was this viral video of trump supporter being attacked and he got his not hat knocked off and you know millions and millions of views and Facebook just flat out told us to delete this viral video for wow. some nonsensical reason yep. about from their policy. So that was what kind of like pushed me over the edge. And then I saw you know, an example where they were allowing attacks against straight white males. So if you're calling someone a straight white, straight white if you're calling someone filth for being a straight white, straight white male, that's okay if, if they're not supporting LGBT. So, I mean, just clear violations of their own rules that can, they change the rules about their own policies and make exceptions whenever they want to, to favor people like Don Lemon. So that, yeah, those are a few tipping points. Yeah. Don Lemon. What a fitting last name. Uh, Ryan, (laughs) let's, (laughs) wow. I, and you know, this is like, this is stuff that we all know, uh, now at this point, but it's interesting to hear somebody that was actually in on it. And, uh, like what was the pay, uh, 
let me ask you this. Was the takeaway uh, pretty good? Like, were you able to live a pretty decent life with this job, or was the pay not worth it? Um, yeah, so the pay was it was pretty average, um, and I write about that in my book, uh, like Behind the Mask of Facebook, and I go into really a lot of detail about what it was like a, a day in the life. But I, I was making $15 an hour, and uh, that was you know, it's subpar here in Phoenix. It had good benefits. Um, but you know, since then there was actually a lawsuit in California and there's going to be a payout for all the content moderators, like a thousand, thousand bucks each me or more like a $50 million lawsuit. But, um, but yeah, (laughs) it really was low pay for what we had to see. I mean, yeah, yeah, really low pay. Yeah. 15 bucks an hour to be forced to look at child porn and beheadings all day. Um, I, I'm guessing though, that there were people that gravitated towards that job because that's exactly what they wanted to see. Uh, did you ever see any instances of that? Um, there, I mean, I, I directly don't. I didn't know anyone directly that was like that. They probably wouldn't say it out loud. Yeah, you probably wouldn't know, right? Um, but you did find people who, after a while, got really desensitized to it. So we would see just, for example, we'd see just really off-color memes, like memes joking about the Boston Marathon or Kobe Bryant you know, his death in the helicopter crash. Yeah. So we would get desensitized to things like that. Um, and we get, we get kind of a developed kind of a gallows humor. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's understandable. So you're out now you've written the book. Uh, let's get into your book just a little bit. Uh, what can people expect to, uh, you know, as they're journeying through your, your chapters, uh, give us a little overview here. Cause we, we don't have a huge amount of time. You've got to get back to work. And I'm guessing that you're not at Facebook, and so uh, and you're probably getting more than 15 bucks an hour. I'm just guessing. But, uh, Ryan, <laughs> take us through your book a little bit, and then let's talk about this lawsuit coming up here. Sure, yeah. So the, the book, yeah, Behind the Mask of Facebook. So I started, I went public last year, last June, with Project Veritas. And then I, since then, I've done, done about 133 interviews talking about my experience and, and censorship in general. But... Uh, the book, it really just analyzes more than 30 examples where Facebook gave exceptions and, and promoted leftist content and censored conservatives. So one example is, one of the chapters is called Trump Humpers and Feminazis, Facebook's Slanted Approach to Bullying. So it really just goes and shows how Facebook uh, allows, like if you call someone a Trump Humper, if, if I call you a Trump Humper, Mike, and you report it on Facebook, it stays up no matter what. But if you call someone a feminazi and they report it, it gets deleted. So Trump it's kind of a double standard. That's a, that's a new <laughs> yeah. one. I, I, I haven't even heard that before. That's interesting. <laughs> How many uh, instances of Trump humper being thrown around were you exposed to on a daily basis? Yeah, we, <laughs> we saw it occasionally. It wasn't super, super common. Uh, <laughs> but another example is, is uh, Greta Thunberg. So right. Facebook made exceptions to their policy to give greater protection to Greta. So people were calling her retarded, like yeah. retarded Greta. And, and normally that's allowed. If, if you're attacking a public figure like her, it's allowed, but Facebook made a specific exception to not allow that. And so they, they dumped those jobs into our queue all week. So all week I was deleting, deleting attacks against Greta. Ah, that poor kid. She is just, she, yeah, yeah she, I mean, she's, She's being used, yeah. She's being used. That's just it. And uh, I think that she'll get chewed up and spit out when uh, her purpose 
is served. So I, I don't hate Greta. I, I hate the uh, person pulling the puppet strings. <clears throat> Go on, Ryan. Uh, keep going. This is fascinating stuff. Yeah, so so that's those are a couple chapters. And I talk about, you know, Latin America and how Facebook is influencing elections there and also here. But we, we had, you know, election training decks from all over the world. So we had an election training deck for Canada, and we were supposed to flag content. And here in the U.S., we, we during the 2018, 2018 midterms, we received extensive training um, on what to, what to flag. We were enforcing basically election fraud. So if someone yeah. said, you know, vote on Tuesday, not Wednesday, we would enforce that. Right. But they also wanted urgent visibility into election trends. So even stuff that wasn't – so first of all, why are they enforcing election law? And then second of all, why do they need trends about political content, right? Yeah, well, and that what's interesting about that is that even with all of that uh, electronic and digital tampering that was going on, Trump still beat Hillary Clinton, and even with massive vote fraud and the push from big tech companies, it is still my belief that uh, President Trump won the last election. Yeah, and and uh, it's just insane how how much big tech influenced those elections and. That's part of the reason why Facebook brought all these jobs, content moderation jobs, to the U.S. And they even told us, my you know, my managers told us that we they brought us uh, to, to the U.S. to moderate content because of Russian interference in the 2016 election. Wow! Um, so that's kind of funny. But uh, no there, there is a chapter in my book about election fraud, and I, I quote Peter Navarro extensively how you know big tech is and Facebook they're committing violence against the First Amendment because yes, they, they are. are. No, that's it. And uh, I, I read a poll that uh, a lot of young people now that think that reading books is a sign that somebody lives in the dark ages. And so we're going to have the most dumbed down, stupid population uh, almost in the history of the world that, that that couldn't tie their shoes if they want. I mean, we'll be living in idiocracy and uh, big tech will be a big cause of that. Yeah, no, I, I really think so. They, um, they're controlling everything. They're censoring everything. Um, they have just so much power over what we think. Right. Hey, Peyton, if you're listening right now, could you please throw a link to uh, this guy's book into the American Oak Radio rebooted chat room so that people can see it and uh, get access to it? Let's talk about the. Uh, well, I mean, let's 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 actually park at the election thing for a little bit here because. Okay. What that tells you, I mean, so they, they are powerful, but not really. Like, they still were unable to sway a large portion of the population into voting for Joe Biden. So, I mean, are they aware, do you think, Ryan, at the top of their limitations? And are they aware that they, uh, or are they full of hubris? Do they think that they do have the power and that they, you know what I mean? Are they, are they, uh, is pride going to come before a fall or, uh, what, what do you think they're thinking is from what you've seen? I mean, this is your, this is your wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, so I like to think of it in terms of like, you know, Soviet Russia before, before the fall of the iron curtain. Yeah. So, you know, before Reagan got to them and negotiated with them, you know, they, they literally thought that Americans were like the, the evil, like, like the devil. Yeah. Um, um, or, or he can be, you know, maybe like, and so, so Trump had to, and I'm not sorry, I'm sorry, not Trump. Reagan had to negotiate with him and explain to them, hey, we're really not the bad guys. 
So I think living in San Francisco in that tech bubble, big tech, they probably think that conservatives truly are evil, like evil, just horrible people. Right. And so I think if we try to convince them otherwise, but as far as where they're going with this and, and uh, I don't know, because if it's about the money, it, it's they've proven that it's not about the money for them because they're losing a lot of money from conservatives who whose pages have been banned and censored. Um, but I ran into a, a former worker, a former top-level executive who worked at Facebook for about a year, and he was former like law enforcement, uh, right. federal law enforcement. And when he, when he quit, he told you know Facebook's some of Zuckerberg's uh, you know executives. He said, "Hey, the last thing he told him was, hey, you need to keep Zuckerberg out of jail." So he clearly saw wrongdoing, saw that things were headed in the wrong direction, thought that Zuckerberg would would end up in jail. Now I helped in a criminal referral to the DOJ for Mark Zuckerberg last year, so I gave some of my evidence to Congressman Matt Gates. He submitted a criminal referral to the DOJ. Um, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> Facebook, I mean, at this point, they can pretty much do whatever the hell they want and <laughs> get away with most of it. Um, like, even if the FEC finds them, you know, like $5 billion, $5 billion is chump change. So yeah. um, I don't know if we want to – we can go into the lawsuits right now as well, or, if, or I don't know if we're taking a break. But, uh, but yeah, that's kind of what's, what's going on. No, I'm going to keep you on until the end of the show here. Yeah. Where we just took a, a commercial break there, so – now, I want to keep going with you on this. Have you faced any repercussions? Have you had uh, cyber stalking? Have you had any of your coworkers uh, come back on you? Anything at all? I've had I've had some coworkers, you know, reach out to me. When I went public, uh, I, I filmed my coworkers with a hidden camera for like nine months. And so I bet they like that. In one of the <laughs> some of them didn't like it. And uh but one of my coworkers, she was openly talking about like killing, like assassinating Trump. So this okay. was back in January of 2020. Uh, the Iran put a hundred million dollar bounty on President Trump, and so my coworker Cassie, she said, "Yeah, I would, I would take one for the team. Uh, we need to." And she wanted to take the hundred million and like put it towards the national debt, right? So she, <laughs> she obviously didn't know much about, about math, but. Yeah. So I went public. <laughs> $100 million. Really, like a yeah. drop in the bucket, yeah. Anyways, right. go on. So anyways, uh, so I, we, I probably, you know, that I filmed that and then it went public with Project Veritas. So she got some hate, obviously, from that, or understandably so. But I had coworkers who reached out to me who were mad that she was getting death threats. And I'm like, well, if you, if you threaten the sitting president and literally want to volunteer to assassinate him, then you're going to get some pushback. I let, mean, let me guess. She never got investigated so by the FBI. A bit pushback, but besides that, Trump has, uh, Facebook hasn't really uh, threatened me with a lawsuit or anything like that. Um, so I'm in the clear on that end so far. But, um, yeah, it's been it – is, it's risky going public. It always is yeah. risky. And I'm guessing that your coworker that uh, threatened the life of a sitting president never got investigated by the FBI or anything like that. Well, I, I'm not sure. I haven't looked into it. I, uh, oops, sorry. I think it is possible she was maybe looked into by the Secret Service. I didn't uh, follow up on that. But uh, but in the moment, in the moment when she was talking with her coworkers, obviously, you know, nothing happened with HR um, at all. <laughs> so she had received yeah. no consequences from HR. 
Absolutely. Let's get into the lawsuit here. We've got about uh, 10 minutes of show left. Yeah. I'll let you take the lead. Um, Go ahead. So, yeah, so we've, we've seen a lot of lawsuits recently. So Trump's lawsuit um, just from a couple weeks ago. So tr- Trump is suing Facebook and Twitter under the First Amendment. So to understand this argument, it's basically the difference between uh, giving someone permission versus telling them to do something. So if I say, you know, Mike, hey, go go turn on the go turn on the sprinklers outside. Okay. Okay. I'm I'm directing you, instructing you. I'm on <laughs> my way right now. But <laughs> <laughs> um, versus, hey, I give you permission. You're authorized. You know, I give you permission to go turn on the sprinklers. So it's kind of like the best analogy you can think of for this for Trump's lawsuit is is if you go to McDonald's and someone's causing trouble and you're trying to kick them off the property, you're the McDonald's employee. Who do you call? You call the authorities, you call the police and you kick them off private property. Right. Yeah. Um, so the Facebook right now, they're, they're being McDonald's and the police. So ah. they're private property. Yes. But they're calling, they're not calling the government or anything else, anybody else that could kick people off. They're doing it themselves. So they're enforcing that and they're kicking, kicking people off. Yeah. Um, so really, you know, what people don't understand is um, when the government gives that authority to another, another private agency, that agency or the company, that company, so Facebook is essentially acting as a quasi-government agency. And that's the problem is if they're doing that and they're restricting our rights and our freedom of speech, we have no due process under the Fifth Amendment. So they're, they're depriving, us of, depriving us of liberty and property, and we have no recourse. Um, right. And we just saw last week that Jen Psaki is saying they're flagging posts for Facebook. Yeah, so let's talk about that. Yeah, argument. yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Wow, uh, the McDonald's police are hard at it. Uh, and, and so, <laughs> if they so is is it kind of a thing where they would have to create a quasi at least color of law sort of a legal body to work with them uh, because they're all about creating new bureaucracies and creating new government employees. What have you heard about how they're going? They're planning on doing this. Yeah, so, I mean, th- that's the issue is it, it, at this point, if, if there's going to be censorship as it is from Facebook, as much as I hate government agencies, there might it might be better to have some kind of a government agency because at least there'd be oversight. At least there could be a congressional oversight board because um, as it stands, Facebook doesn't have any re- oversight, essentially, from the American people. Um, so, you know, yeah, so... Facebook is operating essentially as a quasi-government agency, um, like their own F- – so if, if we were to create something, it would be like an FCC. Um, but right now, it's just like this informal relationship. She's like, oh, yeah, we have our senior staff. Jen Psaki is like, we have our senior staff communicating with Facebook. Like, what the hell? Like, who who gave you the authority to you know instruct them to do that? So um, there's another guy in Massachusetts, the guy – the uh, what's his name? Vish? No. Um, Dr. Sharva, Dr. Sharva, who has a similar lawsuit, a little bit different than Trump's, where basically his argument is the, the state government of Massachusetts was communicating directly with Twitter and Facebook and asking to silence uh, certain conservative voices. Um, and we have a similar thing happening in California with the state government there. So that, that once again, strengthens uh, Trump's argument. But uh, another legal strategy I'm working with, with um, Jason Fick, FYK, who sued 
Facebook, uh, in the, or in the last couple of years, he's been suing Facebook, is under the Fifth Amendment. So we, we could sue not Facebook and Twitter, but we would sue, sue the United States government directly. Nice. Um, under the Fifth Amendment for due process. Right. So that would be a separate lawsuit. And then they'll pay you out with your own money. Yeah. Oh, I thought of it. I thought of it, Ryan. Yeah. I've got it. Uh, the Federal Department of Internet Speech, or F this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they, then they can hire me to be your, you know, to do work on the oversight board and make sure. Keep, uh, keep Facebook in check. Right. Well, and um, see, the problem with that is you've got the FDA, you've got the FCC, you've got the uh, 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 the SCC. Uh, you could go on forever, and that's kind of been the – like, you, I think you have a little bit more optimism than I do that a federal oversight uh, department for these big tech companies would actually – not just get paid to back them up on any issue that they uh, decide to go forward with. Yeah, that, that it's all. There's always a risk there. So I mean, the the best bet. The, unfortunately, the antitrust lawsuit that was fought by the DOJ back in October. That lawsuit might not. Be, it might be. It looks like it's falling through the cracks and might not work out. But I mean, the best scenario is just to like, you know, beat out the competition to eliminate Facebook. And just choose alternatives, but they're so big at this point. They're since they're including with Google, it's hard to do. Um, I'm going to get going here in just a second. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's that's the essence of it. Is you know, the courts have to prove with Trump's lawsuit that the government is directly instructing Facebook to do certain things. Um, and we had that McDonald's, you know, calling the police analogy, where Facebook is acting as the private property and they're also acting as the police, enforcing these rules on us. Under under penalty of law, it's almost like penal code. Um, so yep. that's that's the argument in a nutshell. Ryan Hartwig behind the mask of Facebook, a whistleblower, shocking story of big tech bias and censorship. It is for sale on Amazon. So if you want to give Jeff Bezos more money, uh, he needs to compete with Richard Branson with his own phallus-shaped rocket to blast into the cosmos. You can help that happen by buying Behind the Mask of Facebook. Mr. Hartwig, thank you for joining us on American Arc Radio. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. We're going to let Ryan go and uh, do some different. Thank you for listening to American Oc Radio with Mike Phillips today on the Mojo 5 radio station thing. It was great hanging out with you all. I feel we solved a lot of problems today, didn't we? Got to the bottom of big tech censorship. Had a Bible study with Vice President Kamala Harris issued several warnings and talked about how socialized health care is not a good idea. Never was, never will be. But I'll tell you, I'm, I'm real super proud of all of you. Why? Because you're able to put up with Mike Phillip for as long as you do. Ask my mom how difficult that can be.
Just ask her. No, seriously. Uh, head over to AmericanArcRadio.com if you want to get your hands on some of the uh, supplements that we were talking about earlier. They can literally save your life. But I think the overarching message today was not to put your faith in lies. Do not trust lies. Why will you die, Israel? Okay? Somebody's lying to you. It's because they are going to do something that you're not going to like. Okay? That's why people lie to you. That's why Satan lies. If he wants to do something that is going to hurt you, that's going to take something away from you. You get it? I hear the music, and that means we're coming up to the end of the show. Brianne, ask God to forgive you. Do not destroy yourself. Thank you for listening to American Oc Radio on Mojo 5 everybody. Have yourself a great day. Watson Prunier up next. is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with Midi Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause, and MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.